Initialize sequence. Yo, what up? This is Prozac. This is Shaq's too dope from Insane Cloud Posse. Oh, yeah, this is Reese. Yo, this be the one them called Tech Nine. What's up? This is Mad Child. This is your boy Spider Man, aka Brother Lynch. Huh? Jared from Head PE. Yo, what up? This is Hop. My name is Recognized. This is Boondock. Yo, this Blaze, you dare homie. Welcome to the underground, Australia's home of underground music. Here we go for episode three of the underground amped. It is Ned, joined by the panel, Mr. Nim Azor. Nim, how are you? Oh, hello, Nettie. Always great to be, well, via the phone line into another great pot of awesomeness. Yeah, here we go again. And man, sitting to my left... As per last week's joke when Jay was trying to work out his left and right, is the one, the only, J.L. Byrne. Without the sunglasses this week, Nim, and he explained why, and you're going to love this. Well, I've got to read stuff this week. We're not... So, in other words, he's just been sitting in here in the pitch black. Oh, God, Jay. I'm just that dude that just chills in the corner with uh, zero uh, bleeps to Brand. give. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'll tell you what, though, Jay. It shows a level of thinking. We record this podcast pretty early on a Saturday morning, and a lot of people like to, you know, do their errands. Maybe people go to the shops and get all this all Saturday sport here in Australia. But no, Jay likes to think, let's get the priority straight. Toffee? Check. <laughs> sunglasses, because I'm going to read. <laughs> well, you're right with the coffee check part. That's always priority number one. That is always priority number one. And as I pitch, like, this is the thing. You are not a morning person, Jay, because as we've mentioned many numerous times, you are a creature of the night. Generally, we'll see you up and about when the sun is down. You don't really <laughs> yeah. like to spend too much time amongst the day walkers. So I just like the factual <laughs> picture that you're up and about on a Saturday morning. It's like an episode of Saved by the Bell. You jumped out, <laughs> the alarm <laughs> clock's ringing. It's like, oh, I need a coffee. You probably head down to a, a Macca's coffee, I'm assuming, and I just like the picture. <laughs> He's nodding Good assumption. Again. <laughs> Good assumption. And yeah, you are right. I am very nocturnal, so... I just like the picture that, you know, in a drive-thru on a Saturday, there's like a 15-year-old, you know, <laughs> just doing a little something to, you know, get a bit of cheddar to get through so they can, you know, buy the latest Xbox or PS4 game or just to, you know, get some income into their little, uh, you know, young lives and all of a sudden, through the drive-thru speaker, it's like, hi, sir, can't please take your order? You know, just one copy <laughs> oh, I like it a lot, and that's gonna that sort of leads me to this story here, Nim. Just really quickly, it is a Saturday morning here, you know, and we are doing this at a commercial radio station. And last week, or it was actually the week before, my boss walked in with her daughter, who, who was at at the window, and she's a gorgeous little girl, and she's all smiles. <laughs> And then just went all weird, and I, I never thought any more of it mm. until I was talking to the boss a little bit later on, and she goes, oh, yeah, she saw a scary man in there and just kept talking about the scary man. Have a guess who the scary man was, Nim? Uh, it certainly wasn't John Fitzgerald, I can tell you that. <laughs> but, look, we mentioned scary men, but we do need to remember that Jay is a very intimidating cat. It's sort of the same thing that would happen if, you know, like a child went and saw Jason Voorhees in the studio sitting there. <laughs> the key point, two scary Jasons, but we'll push on. We will push on, and we will jump into the music-related stuff, because we, each week we say next week, next week, but here, let's throw it to it, Jay. Raiders, <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Sweet. All right, so music-wise, we've got a bunch of really, really great tours coming up on the hard rock and metal side. we got P.O.D. going to be hitting our shores on April 17th to the 21st. You can get your tickets through Metropolis Touring Wednesday 13, not Wednesday hey. the 13th. <laughs> I think he's, he, I think he just secretly do that to try to get some sort of reaction. Like, is he going to crack me? What's he going to do? Is he no, in all honesty, I, I honestly thought it was Wednesday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's and, fantastic. Yeah, all good, man. And so just good. real quick on that topic, I was talking to Wednesday the 13th yesterday. <laughs> and he, he'll be on next week's show. And he seemed to know much about our underground album of the year that he won last year is what Herbs knew about a shower. He was, like, shocked, which makes me think, how many of these dudes actually run their social media? Because I was talking to someone at Wednesday the 13th Twitter all about it, and I assumed it was him, but obviously not. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, going back on the topic of Wednesday 13th or the 13th, to depending on who you are. <laughs> <laughs> the 26th to the 29th. very funny, Jay. Well done. <laughs> it is pretty funny, isn't it? He's had his coffee. <laughs> I've, lost my tr- I've lost my spot. No, I haven't. Raiders, baby! <laughs> 26th to the 29th of April. You can get your, get your tickets from Destroy All Lines and The Underground Australia. we got Seether hitting our shores as well between May 23rd and 26th. DRW Entertainment. For that, and finally, Machine Head, 17th to the 24th of July, once again through Metropolis Touring. Get your tickets now. You do not want to miss those. There's going to be a bunch of awesome shows. Whoa, it is. There you go. And see, and to those who thought Jay couldn't read, I just witnessed it. That was all sorts of crazy. And Jumo Ski is dropping an EP at the end of this month, and it's called the 8-Bit Filth EP. Big shout-outs to George Vlahakis, acquaintance over there at Magic Ninja Entertainment, who's hooked me up with a copy. And I tell you what, man, very, very cool stuff, Nim. You're going to love it. I was looking forward to uh, having a cheap little pre-order there at magicninjaustralia.com. Hey, Nick, on, uh, while we're still on the topic of music, uh, just, in, just a little bit of planning, I think, for next week. We ought to try and get your cousin, Louie, on board because I believe today he's actually at the Download Festival with his lovely wife. So we ought to try and get a, maybe a little review, see how that went. Oh, he is actually all locked in for next week for a totally different reason, but I'm glad you brought that up. He didn't even tell me it was going to download, but that'll be good because we can kill two birds with one stone, so to speak, because Lewis came around to our house. We've continued our little Tuesday night tradition during the week. And for the very first time, watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The first time, Nim. And I was going to get him on the show to review that. Let me get this straight. It took him till 2018 to watch Bill and Ted. Exactly, but that's the thing. We forget that we are old now, Nim. Bill and Ted came out the year he was born. Uh, 1990 seems like such a... I can still remember 1990 to this day, but hey, there you go. Yeah, there you have it. And here's another little bit of fun fact. Last week when John Fitzgerald was talking about the old, old man on whatever NFL football team, Hmm. I uh, didn't even think about it at the time, but I asked him during the week, so how old is this old, old man? Have a guess. Oh, jeez. Please don't tell me it's something like, oh, he's 36. (laughs) No, 31, Nim. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's so old. 
If that's the case, all three of us are bloody uh, ancient. Well, that is true. <laughs> Anyways, moving right along, we are on the topic of music, and I wanted to just you know throw something randomly out here. What is in? What are you guys listening to at the moment? Jay, you're a big time metalhead. I know. You do enjoy Wednesday the 13th, but <laughs> you also have that softer side. You are a bit of a Nickelback fan as well. Um, I don't have any of that on my uh, iPod, no. But yeah, like I said, obviously Wednesday 13, I listen to quite regularly. we got Metallica, starting a bit of Pearl Jam. No, Habs, I'm talking about what are you listening to currently Yeah, at that's this what I'm stage. listening to currently. So you've got like going. a rotation of like six albums on. I've that's got, cool. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with it, yeah. Um... I've lost where I was at. Wednesday 13. Oh, my God. Yeah. We need a bloody roadmap in your head, man. <laughs> Hold on a sec. This no, is what... I don't think... Raiders, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need a roadmap. It'd just be too confusing. And yes, I know that's a joke. Um, <clears throat> yeah, what? Wednesday... I, didn't, I, I, I lost that one, too. Yeah. So I'm glad that you did the same thing, man, <laughs> At the minute, I'm listening to... Yeah, Wednesday 13. Oh, Metallica, <laughs> Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and even a bit of Credence for a guilty pleasure sort of thing. Yeah, right. I can definitely confirm that is true because Jay did pick me up this morning and and I've also got the two girls here with me, Nim, in the next studio. I'm, I'm looking after the little ones today. And the old Jay had the Metallica blasting first thing in the morning, which is great to see, man. Yeah, nothing like, you know, having your wonderful daughters have to put up with master puppets or something on the way. No, we, um, were, we were throwing back to load this morning. Oh, gee. I lo- this is what I love about Jay, because sometimes, you know, you never know what you can get. Sometimes there's a little bit of kill switch engaged that uh, he really is. It's like Jay's car is like going into a sanity from 1999. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> A sanity from 1999 and like like a rubbish dump from 2018. <laughs> we're moving past all the bottles and whatnot in the back seat. Was hilarious. There it is. Hey, dude, I, I still appreciate the lift. Exactly, Jay. You know, we're not saying anything bad here. Let's face it. What, are you trying to say that you jump in and you've got the latest banger from bloody, I don't know, Taylor Swift in 2018 in your car? I don't oh, hell no. Hell so. no, he doesn't. That rubbish will never go across my stereo. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's hyped up there. <laughs> he really, he's, he's amped. He's really amped. <laughs> and hey, we are talking music, and I didn't even have this in the notes, but did you see Jonathan Davies is releasing a solo album, Jay? Actually, yes, I did see this. It's uh, making me really, really amped again for this album. Actually, I think you posted a video onto my uh, Facebook wall a little while ago. From Yeah, I, I certainly did, man. I actually, when I posted that, thought it was a one-off. But yeah, back in the day, Nim, Jay thought he was Jonathan Davies. It was no, a great, great thing. Like You know how he goes through those phases? All because, all because I could just nail down that little scat bit that was in Got the Life or whatever. Ned just sort of thinks, oh, who thinks he's Jonathan Davies? That and the I, fact that you dress like him. I was about to say, because if there's anyone that would be, out of the three of us, if there was anyone that would be determined some sort of freak on a leash, pardon the pun, it would be <laughs> you, Jay. And speaking of the little scat thing, let the listeners hear. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, so is this a, a completely side solo project to Corn, or what's going to happen there? I don't know too much about it, to be 100% honest with you there, Nim. I just sort of threw to it there, but I did see it comes out in May, though. But maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that next week when Lewis gives us his review of download who corn of course are playing there mm. on the topic of what's on iPods, i actually was listening to a fair bit of limp biscuit the other day nice. because let's face it the guys get a lot of hate they do they do really get a lot of hate 
And I forgot just how much that, you know, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water was such an influential album. Get this, Nettie. 17 years ago. Yeah, wow. wow. Well, see, that was sort of past my Limp Biscuit Prime, but their album, the one before it, what was it called? Uh, that was... No, that no, was their significant first one. Other. Was it Significant yeah, Other? Significant yeah, other. that was like one yeah. of the best albums ever. Loved Hell it. Yeah. That was, man. And as you were saying before, like with Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water too, Nimi, that was also all over WrestleMania 17. Yes, yes. There he goes. And the other one too, like here's something, what we're talking about, Limp Biscuit. let's not forget to, do you remember how many, like how big Limp Biscuit was back then? I mean, remember they did the theme song to like Mission Impossible 2? Yes. Mission Impossibles are out now, what, like seven or something? <laughs> yeah, it's up to like, yeah, Mission Impossible 7 or 8 or something. And on the topic of significant other, I can't believe that we, for- I forgot to mention that because that of course was the album that had Nookie on it. Yes, exactly. That song right there, Nookie. Man, it's so fantastic. I did it all for the Nookie. <laughs> and that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not... Like, Jay likes to embarrass me, mm. and I'll embarrass myself here sort of thing, because he's been trying to think of something embarrassing. Mm. But he thought he was Jonathan Davies. I basically thought I was Fred Durst. I used to, it was like Jonathan Davies and Ned Durst over here. Like, oh, <laughs> that was well, our, that was no, our that's thing. A good that one. Was... That's a good one. And uh, another side note, too. Anyone... Anyone that has got a copy of WWF Just Bring It on PlayStation 2, which was released, I believe, in 2003. No, no, 2001. Fred Durst is actually a hidden character in the game. Wow. He is. He's actually a hidden... Yeah, he is a hidden character. There you go. I was just like, I knew that, you idiot! So you've been listening to a bit of Limp Bizkit. Anything else there at the moment, man? Yeah, surprisingly enough, uh, along with Limp Bizkit, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I wonder if he's going to drop one of his mainstream bands because because the thing is, is about him is, God, we love him. He has got the most bizarre taste in music that you'll ever hear. And this, people, is what Herbs is always talking about. Dig what you dig and what is it? Yeah, dig what you dig. Don't take any other fool's madness. Exactly. So Nim loves himself some Five. He loves himself some Ed Sheeran. He loves himself some pretty much any mainstream band. But at the same time, he will go and listen to GMO Ski and... Limp Biscuit, as he's just pointed out. Exactly. That's cool. So Ed Sheeran's on high rotation along with Limp Biscuit. And, because here's the thing. One of my jobs, Nettie, maybe the listeners don't know, is I work for a sports radio station and I have to build... Uh, these things to a clock. So stations around the country are able to listen to our AFL football coverage. Not a lot of people know this, but an hour before the game starts, so let's just say it starts at midday, we have a test feed, which is just music that's sent out for one hour. So at 11 o'clock, my music choices will go out across the country (laughs) for people just to test that it works. And Nick Del Santo, former St Kilda great and North Melbourne player as well, walked in an hour early, won football game, and getting jiggy with it by Will Smith was played. (laughs) And he just sort of said, wow, I haven't heard this in years. And I'm like, well, get used to it, Bell, because we're going to be hearing a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's great right there, man. It's great to see that you're sort of blowing up in that sense too, man, because he, of course, is one of your heroes, yeah? Yeah, very much so. And I'm glad to see that he enjoys my 90s bizarre music choice because I think it went from Will Smith to Roland Air Raid Vehicle by (laughs) Biscuit. Oh, there you go. That's awesome there. And 
Well, on the topic of footy, Nim, I guess we do need to talk a little bit about our boy Bird right here and his football career, man. He came around last night to watch the NBL game, which we will talk about shortly, and he was in all sorts of pain. I did the old punch to the stomach, and you did not enjoy that, did you, Jay? Yeah, no, a little bit sort of banged up. We had our sort of um, inter-club practice match the night before. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you cop a few elbows and, you know, especially across the face and whatnot, and a few joints <laughs> are a bit, uh, a bit stiff and sore. But that no, was good. Well, so, essentially, for any of our listeners uh, overseas, it's basically a scratch match between the teams. But you, so you went pretty hard there, Bert. Yeah. Was there any of this, play. Jay? Raiders, baby! <laughs> <laughs> None of that. Yeah, it was pretty full on. It's always, you know, as you expect, you know, full contact and everything. Plus, probably not the best thing to be doing when you're in your mid to late 30s, but uh, never mind. Hey, hey, man. <laughs> That's where we, we highly respect you running around for the shirt terrors, and we can't wait to see. Because this, this time last year, actually, so, I mean, this time two years ago, Taylor's Lake, your boys, the reserves, actually upset one of the favourite teams in the reserves grand final to win the granny, if I, if I recall. Yeah, you did. Southern Melly Giants were huge favourites to win that, and, yeah, we rolled them. Yeah. Well, you didn't, but no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that inspired him to roll off the couch and put the boots back on, though. I did like the fact, though, because the Taylor's Lake Football Club... They are proudly white and red, and it's good to see, like, we know that you've had your share of injury problems, Jay, because clearly your your shoulders and stuff is just essentially a stack of dimes. <laughs> but, um, but nonetheless, it's good to see you back on the park, man. I can't wait to see you uh, play in reserve. So when does the season proper start, Jay? Uh, it's the 7th of April. 7th of April. Oh, very, very nice. Can't wait to see you running around on Dock Lake. Do you have a home game to kick you off? Yeah, we do. Oh, oh, great fun. Eh? We're going to have to tie it in, Nim. You've got to come down for a day. We'll check out Herb's <laughs> playing mm. footy and then top it off with WrestleMania, with I think. WrestleMania, Just... yes. That would be a great idea. Get down to Dock Lake Oval. We'll see Jay do his best up against the might of Laharam. You're <laughs> idiot. Get out of it. <laughs> Yelling Raiders, baby, and get some yards. I-, I like that a lot. I think that's a good idea, man. And mm. apparently the Taylor's Lake Football Club, a big-time Married at First Sights fan, as Herbs was saying, oh, it's not just me, it's the entire club. This is a funny little story for you like on the Married at First Sight thing. Mm-hmm. Jay came around on Tuesday night, which I thought was the finale of Married at First Sight. I'm like, nah, bro, don't come over. I know you really dig it. And anyway, he come over with me and Lewis is like, no, I always put my boys first. You know, nothing but love, boys always first. And then I find out the finale was on Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, there we go. I ain't boys missing that finale, first. idiot. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, Jay I have been very, very amazed At just how much Married at First Sight Has blown up Because do you remember a couple of years ago, Nitty When it first came out We were all just like, oh yeah You know, had outraged people People were just like, oh This is outrageous How is it in a hero? It's a mockery of marriage Blah, blah, blah Now, it's like the hottest thing that's going around It is, man It's hotter than those feet of Jay Herbert As he kicks another goal. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy people. But Jay, what are you going to do now that you and the lovely soon-to-be bride aren't going to have some reality TV to be watching? What are you going to, are you going to swap to something else? Are you going to start watching, I don't know, what other reality TV's out now? 
I definitely know like my kitchen rules and all that is still in full swing. So come on, him. Who knows? April and I might curl up and watch some of that, or even throw back to some total divas or whatever. Curl up. Here's something that we need to point out too, because on the topic of my kitchen rules, because Jay, in case you didn't know, is a qualified chef (laughs) and has been professionally doing it for a couple of years. The interesting thing that I find is if anyone hasn't seen my kitchen rules, it's basically two judges and the rest of the contestants come around to your house. Could you imagine Pete and Manu going around to Jay's house? (laughs) Just a ding dong, who's that? (laughs) You're an idiot, Peter Manu. <laughs> Food your face. And I could just picture Jay sweating in the kitchen, running oh, around. As that's a horrible are. picture. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a disturbing image right there. I can tell you. Pete and Manu and bloody the best friends from now are, you know, Jenny and Simpkins or something, and probably sitting there going, "I oh, when we first got to the house, <laughs> we were just blown away by the amount of Megadeth coming in." <laughs> Is there listening to Megadeth and then they go to use the bathroom and just horrified? I love the idea that Jay's doing those little talking head pieces where, you know, it'll have like Manu all of a sudden going, and then when he brought out the Thai green curry, we, uh, we asked him for a glass of water and uh, he looked at us <laughs> and just kept looking. And then it cuts to like Jay sitting there going, I was waiting for him! <laughs> I'm thinking! <laughs> oh, I love Come it. On. Everyone knows if you're eating really spicy food, you drink milk or something. Oh, you're an idiot! You know? <laughs> you're an idiot! As well. <laughs> there it is! That was such I a did you not, are I moron. did not say that. <laughs> I did not say that, that, uh. That you're an idiot. Oh, I love it. Let's. I'm just loving how you're dropping that Raiders baby in at just complete random moments. It's we great. know we do love. I love, I love the idea that Jay has just said to Manu. You want milk, idiot? Is some six month old milk, Manu? Get on it. All right. Let's change things up before we do run out of time. We've still got the NBL final and Nims. A bit of wrestling, man. I want to jump into this. You lucky, lucky dude, but well-deserved. You chatted to my favorite wrestler just, well, I'm assuming it was very recently, AJ Mm -hmm. Styles. Tell us all about it. Uh, Thanks, Nate. I was was very, very stoked, and I had to pinch myself numerous times to chat to the one and only, the phenomenal one, the face that runs the place, the champ that runs the camp. WWE champion AJ Styles took some time out of his massively busy schedule to have a cheeky little chat with me for about 10 minutes or so. So yeah, we covered a lot of things, man, because he is... Have you finished watching Fastlane, Nitty? (laughs) Haven't started it, but you just go. It's all good. It's it's very old now. Yeah. (laughs) But what happens, he will be taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. And this is the really cool thing, Nenny, because we've actually seen the first Shinsuke versus AJ match because a couple of years ago, remember when AJ was doing his round when he left TNA Wrestling before he came to WWE? He was sort of in Japan. He was in Ring of Honor. Mm. And we, this is how much, like when Nenny says that AJ is his favorite wrestler, we actively sought out the Ring of Honor shows that he was on. We watched the New Japan shows that he was on. Remember we went just sniffing him out and we ended up watching some very horrible 
little uh, <laughs> sync videos where you know, the sound would be like three seconds before the move. Yes. Like but we just really wanted to watch. And we actually got to see at Wrestle Kingdom AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Bear in mind that was like three years ago now, so I barely could remember it. But it'd be good to see it again on WrestleMania. And it was good to chat to AJ about that. Talked a little bit about his time wrestling for Jeff Jarrett because as the WWE do like to sometimes retweet my podcast, I don't mention TNA or anything like that. <laughs> it was cool to sort of chat to him and it's a, it's, he's a really nice guy. It was just a, a cool little chat to have and I'm really looking forward to WrestleMania in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, same, man. And, and that's fantastic. I'm really looking forward to listening to this one and it's great that he was a great dude because there's nothing worse. And that's mm. the thing that sucks like when you're in our profession, you talk to someone that you've really looked up to and they turn out to be a douche. So that's yeah. awesome that AJ was cool, man. I think that's great. Yeah, well, I'll have to eventually get around to sharing some of those little link gimmicks and have, have a cheeky listen because it was really pretty good chat with the phenomenal one. Oh, that is awesome. And yes, to those listening, all of these well, Nims's wrestling podcasts are going to be on the website. Yeah. We are working TBA, on it. TBA, we'll get around to it. Yeah, it is happening. All right, we've got a couple of minutes left to discuss the NBL Game 3 from last night, boys, before we jump into my interview with Lee Kakati of Pop Evil, which is heading your way next. Did you see it, Nim? Oh, mate, I had one eye on the uh, on the grand final, one eye on the football. I was watching things JSL Herbert style, uh, <laughs> yeah. which was kind of cool. Multitasking. Yeah, very much so. Uh, one eye on you, one eye on the remote. <laughs> Talk about an intense game. Adelaide were really behind the ball going into this purely because uh, they were missing, you know, one of their key men, Josh Childress. And you can tell that they really, really needed him. But Nathan Sobey, he got ejected at half time. Yeah, it was yeah, an interesting yeah. little thing. It looked like Casey Prather sort of... That. I didn't actually see that because I was watching. It was a, a horrible night if you're an Adelaide sports fan because Adelaide were leading in the AFL and then they lost in the final quarter. And then they lose in the basketball and are literally one game away from losing the championship. Yeah, not a good day for an Adelaide support. Yeah, not at happened. all. And, like, you know me, man, I'm a big-time fan of the underdogs, and Adelaide had everything stacked against them last night in this game. Like, as you mentioned, Childress was out. Ramon Moore did his ankle halfway through it. He did end up coming back on. But, yeah, Sobe, who, of course, plays for Australia, very, very good player. A little bit of a hothead, though, we found out. <laughs> uh, ejected at halftime. So they, they had everything stacked against them and still almost won this game. It came down to the final possession, which makes me think... Throw back to game two. They destroyed Melbourne. Yeah. They had everything stacked against them last night and still almost won. So this series is far from over. I, I think Adelaide will come out banging tomorrow, probably win it, and then game five could go either way. It could. like Even last night's game, it was just like literally the last, I think, what, two or three minutes, both you and myself, Nettie, we're just sitting on the edge of our seats. It's like... This can go either way. It was just absolutely intense. What I found pretty interesting, too, yeah, there was a fair bit of controversy in the week, too. Joey Wright, who's the coach of the 36ers, and one of my favourite coaches to watch because he seems like one of the saltiest blokes you will ever see. Oh, hell yeah. Um, he seems like a cat that just speaks his mind because he actually got fined a 
fair chunk of cash because he questioned the refereeing standards in game one, but uh, obviously he was a lot happier in game two. I bet he but, was. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what sort of happens. So Mitch Creek, well, he wasn't exactly bad. He's still an absolute superstar, but, you know, sometimes, I mean, we see with, with United with guys like Casper Ware, and they've actually got a team of superstars. And not that Adelaide doesn't, but when you do miss guys like Childress, it just, you know, spreads the load out onto the star players to lift even more. Yeah, most definitely, man. And there's a great little battle there going on between Shannon Shorter and Casper Ware. Shannon Shorter came out during the week and basically said Casper Ware was nothing and they were going to wrap it up last night. That lit a fire up uh, Casper, <laughs> and he really came out and played very well. So, game four. Melbourne could win it all tomorrow, so we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Boys, predictions real quick? Yeah, I'm going to say that Melbourne's going to take this. Really? In Adelaide? That's amazing. That's a great... Hopefully, we'll see what happens, Jay. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one, man. I think especially this is a game that Adelaide must win because otherwise, you know, series over. And yeah. especially like especially with the hostile Adelaide fan base behind them, they're just going to come out all guns blazing. I reckon Adelaide's going to take it. Yeah, I've got a feeling Adelaide might take this one as well, Nim, but I hope you are right. I think they'll come out all sorts of crazy. I just reckon that because um, the only reason I say that Melbourne will win tomorrow night at the Adelaide Arena is because, well, Dean Vickerman, coach of Melbourne United, he's coach of the year, and he's the sort of guy where he uses all these losses like we saw before the fever break when they got decimated by the Wildcats at home. That kind of fueled that team to sort of push on and keep going and keep going. And I think it was in the regular season, Nettie, towards before the finals started, where Melbourne lost to Illawarra. Yeah. And I think it was literally one of the last games of the year, you know, because I was listening to it, like, on, on the radio, because uh, thankfully, the radio session I work at, we, we broadcast the NBL games, and I just remember thinking, like, huh, there's not what you want going into the final series. But sometimes, you bounce back from losses. And, and look, can you see guys like Chris Golding or... Um, you know, Castellar or stuff like that sort of sitting there going, hmm, you know what? We remember what happened last time we were here. Let's use that and make sure it doesn't happen again and really, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. S in the proverbial cereal of the 36ers. I hope you were right, man, and, and you make some very, very good points there. But we will leave it at that, fellas. Thank you so much. We will be, of course, back next week. We're going to jump into that Pop Evil interview up next. Anything else you'd like to drop in there real quick, Jay? Raiders, baby! <laughs> <laughs> It'll get old quick. No, it won't. No, it won't. No, no, it won't. One last one. If you can get your eyes to a TV, check out the NBL final because, man, Australian basketball is doing fantastically. And, Ned, I do want to quickly mention that August in 2019, oh, yeah. Etihad Stadium... Boomers versus Team USA. Oh, yeah. We'll cover that more next week, Nimmy Nim. That is going to be all sorts of amazing, and we are on a 55,000-person waiting list for that one. <laughs> uh, just, 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 just a couple of uh, lazy 55,000 there. Oh, hell, yeah. Well, thank you so much, fellas. We will talk next week. Raiders, baby! <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, this is Ritz, White Jesus, and you're now listening to The Underground. Lee of Pop Evil joins us on The Underground Amps. Lee, how are you, man? Real good. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm going really good, man. But before we jump into this, how do we pronounce your last name, man? Is it Kakati or is it Kakati? 
You got it right the first try. Are you kidding me? Kakati, you got it. You nailed it. <laughs> no, because I've got to admit, man, I've got an American buddy who I rang before this to, to get the pronunciation because I'm a silly Australian. I was going to say Kakati, and he's like, no, I'm pretty sure it's Kakati, so you don't want to start off with that awkwardness, but I thought I'd throw it out there anyway. Yeah, you did You did good, man. You did good. I, I'm impressed. <laughs> awesome, man. Now, you've just released your latest self-titled project. What can you tell us about this one, Lee? You know, we're, we're so proud of this one. You know, we, we took we took the most time to make it. We really tried to put a positive spin and a perfect blend of catchy melodic hooks and, and, and the blend of rock, metal, and alternative music. You know, that's kind of always been the pop evil thing. You know, I mean, we, we hate standing still. We don't want to just write one song 11 or 12 times we really want to mix it up and give our fan base different stuff and we want to challenge ourselves as musicians too to grow and and have fun with our fans oh most definitely man and it sort of jumped out at me as well because the whole album is solid there's not just the one or two sort of singles on there you could pretty much release anything as a single off this one so stand up job oh thank you so much for that no worries at all man now growing up in michigan what sort of influence did that have on the band and your sound I think it had a lot, a big influence on us, you know, I mean, we were constantly fed, you know, I mean, the rock and roll vibe that is Detroit, Rock City, you know, I mean, from anything from MC5 to Bobby Seeger to Kid Rock to Eminem, I mean, it was all there, and their pride for their state, and there was a lot of, you know, growing up on the beach, right, so we grew up on the Great Lakes, so there was always an acoustic guitar around, we were always kind of, you know, hanging out at the beach during the weekdays with our acoustic guitars, and once the weekend hit, we crank up those amps and try to break windows, you know, so that, that was kind of the yin and yang early on in our kind of life that really kind of cemented, you know, the, the variety that is pop people now. Oh, nice, man. That's what I like to hear. We actually visited there earlier on in the year, and, and driving through the snowman is something else. Every time my wife and I jumped in the car, it felt like we were going to die. So hats off to you for persevering through that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're, we try not to be there in Michigan in the winter, you know, because it is brutal. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, I think what keeps most people in Michigan is the summer. So, I mean, we get that three or four months that are just breathtaking, you know, and it's all fresh water. So it's, it's a special place, you know, and it's, again, it's very blue collar. It's very much passionate, very much believing in, you know, rock and roll. It's one of those pockets in the U.S. that rock and roll is still king, you know, so it's, it's a special place. Nice, man. Nice. And I hear a big Detroit Lions fan. I'm not huge on the Lions, but how about the Pistons? Are you on them? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, right now, I mean, I was Kobe, LeBron. I like living through, obviously, I was, I'm a religious Jordan fan. So, I mean, I like living through the greats, you know. So, <laughs> and, of course, LeBron, you know, do his thing. And, and, of course, I mean, of course, I like Golden State as well, just because they're just so good. But I'm, I'm Pistons. I'm everything Detroit sports, no doubt. I mean, unfortunately, the Pistons have had a couple rocky years. But, I mean, I'm religious Detroit Lions football. I take it every Every year, I'm always like, we're gonna win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> you know, one day, man, I'm like, okay, maybe not this year, maybe not this year. So, you know, it's just that pride in where you come from, and, and it's cool for sure. I definitely know what you're saying there. I've been told by a bit of a trustworthy source here too, Lee, that you've got a bit of a hidden talent in rapping. Is that true? Well, I, you know, I grew up, I mean, I, you know, I'm a mixed guy, you know, so I was always rapping, I was always rocking, and always doing ballads as well. I mean, you name it, I was that guy that was always just, you give me a song, I'm going to do it. You know, I was never scared to kind of search for my identity. 
I didn't really fit in. You know, I think, you know, and looking back, I think Rage was such a big influence because, like, it actually looked like Zach De La Rocha in a, in a way. You know, I was like, oh, wow, you know, he at least kind of looked like this dude, you know? So once Rage broke up, I mean, I was devastated, you know? I mean, yeah. it was a, a loss. I mean, I didn't know what I was going to do. So the only way I could hear a Rage song was I had to learn how to do it myself, you know? So I think that triggered it. Obviously, the Eminem, the Kid Rock days. I mean, Bob, when I think about Kid Rock in the early days, he was always rapping. So, I mean, I think most of us in that era, we were always doing both, especially someone like me. So being able to kind of have fun and explore and chase these albums in a different way, it's fun. You know, I put some of my, I mean, I have such a huge catalog of songs, being able to take some of my old rap songs and turn them and flip them into, you know, melody and, and flip them into possible pop evil songs. It, it's fun, you know, and I think that's the thing that you hear on this record is the band was having fun in ways that we had never had before. You know, we're not so much afraid to fall or to fall on a face. You know, we want to take chances and we know there's no big reward without big risks, you know, and we're not afraid to take those risks and, you know, whatever, if we feel like we can play those songs good on stage, we'll, 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 we'll do it. Oh, hell yeah, that's the perfect answer right there. And and you mentioned a Rage Against Machine in there, and actually I could hear a definite Rage influence in this last record really pop through. Yeah, you know, they're one of my favorites, of course. I mean, I think they're one of our favorite bands collectively. I mean, all five of us, when we say Rage, we all get excited. And, you know, you don't hear a lot of it anymore. But it's not my first time rapping. I mean, I've rapped on trenches. I just think it really comes out when I rap now. You can just, you know, obviously there's similarities. And maybe when I sing, too, you hear a little bit of the Alton James, the Pearl Jam influence. I mean, those were my bands growing up. I constantly, I probably learned how to sing with him Eddie better. You know, yeah, he was my, he was king for me when I think looking back. That was it. I mean, I don't even think I can listen to program records anymore because I blew them out. That's all I would listen to religiously, night and day, night and day. Any girl I would meet, any guy I would meet, it's like, you like program? Okay, then we can be friends. <laughs> like, okay, I'm out. So, I mean, it was just, or rage, you know, it was just, that was my thing because I really loved Pearl Jam, how they could go heavy, but you could also see them on like MTV Storytellers and they could do their songs acoustic. I was always like mesmerized with that because it was so Michigan. You know, growing up in Michigan was the Great Lakes. It was being on the beach with those acoustic guitars and then of course, you know, on the weekends it was all electric. So um, I definitely think we're a product of that and, you know, you definitely hear that influence, uh, you know, on our record. Oh, yes, indeed, man. And when are we going to hear that down here? Is there any talk of a pop evil Australian tour? I guess you've, you've heard it a few times throughout these interviews, but we'd be really keen to see it live. Yeah, you know, this is like priority number one. We've been talking about it for the past three years. Speaking for the band, I know we've been dreaming. I mean, we never thought in our wildest dreams we'd ever get to go to Australia, but to now have it be like a reality and we could actually, you know, play music there. I mean, it's just, to us, we don't even know we have fans. That You know what I mean? It's just, it's just an incredible thing that it's still humbling to know that, wow, this little band from Michigan could actually be touring there. It, if it was up to the band, we'd been, we would be there already, you know? So it's definitely something that we are hoping that is going to happen this year. If not, it's definitely a high priority for next year. We're trying to get the festival thing. And, you know, once we get a couple of festivals, we can kind of control our own destiny and come over there and do some headline stuff and play longer. So hopefully, I know that our managers is, again, priority number one. So we're hoping that it's going to happen before the year's out, hopefully. Well, that's definitely what we want to uh, hear, and I guess it's a bit of a case of watch this space, Lee, and, and changing things up, man. Do you have a bit of a recommendation for us? It can be anything. What does Lee from Pop Evil recommend? Oh, my gosh. I, I think if anything that I could do now is just trying to enjoy, I mean, even from the way we live off stage now, you know, I mean, we used to party, do it all up. Now it's about, you know, uh, trying to get the vocal coach and doing the little things to really appreciate what matters, man. And that is the people next to you. You know, like we're not bringing any of this stuff. So I challenge someone to just get to tell that person next to you that you that you don't know you love that, hey, man, I had a good time with you today. I'm really glad I got to hang with you and throw my horns up at this rock show because, wow, I didn't even know you were there. I, I, it's so cool that you like what I like. I mean, 
challenge yourself to be kind to that person next to you and, and you know tell them tell them you're grateful that you that you enjoyed that minute or two or that hour with them you know and obviously your loved ones make sure you hug your loved ones and tell them how much uh, you, you're grateful for the love they give you back I mean you know having lost my dad in 2011 that's all I think about you know all these times that I wish I would have just told them just hey man I love you or, what did you eat? And, he, you know, I'd always blow him off. I'm like, of course, what do you mean, what did I eat, Dad? I eat, I eat for free, man. The band just feeds me, whatever they want. You know, so it was just kind of those moments that I'd say, just, you know, take time to appreciate the little things. That's what I'd say. Uh, most definitely, man. Sounds like you've got your head switched on right there. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Lee. We really appreciate it. Right on, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to push the band in Australia. And oh, yeah, I promise you, I'm going to do my part to make sure we get down there sooner than later. Oh, hell yeah. We're really looking out for it. Be sure to hit up Pop Evil on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Pop Evil. Their brand new self-titled album is out now. Raiders, baby! And the people want a bit of Merit at First Sight, and I know nothing about it, but my buddy Jay does, and I called him a little earlier. Check it out. All right, here we go. Calling a guy that knows nothing more than Merit at First Sight. It is. Jay, how are you, man? Doing good. What's up? (laughs) Not too much at all, buddy. Hey, I'm not going to pretend that I know Married at First Sight, but there's a lot of people that do, and I know you are a big Married at First Sight guy, and I want to know your opinions on Tracy dumping Dean. Apparently, he confessed He confessed his love, and she shut him down. Well, you know what? To uh, tell you the truth, man, considering everything that uh, Dean had sort of put Tracy through, yeah, you could um, kind of see it coming. Oh, very emotional stuff right there. Are you looking forward to the next exciting episode, Jay? I can't wait to sit down with uh, my beautiful girl and watch it. (laughs) Oh, heck yes. Let's jump back into the music. Thanks, man. (laughs) No problem. Your levels. Check, check, one, two, check, check, one, yep. two, check, check, one, two, check, one, two, idiot! <laughs> Jay? <laughs> I think Nims is just beating up with the old uh, check, one, two, check, one, two, no, no, civil no, it's, 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 Just so we can actually check your levels, Jay. It's like, well, Nims is not his! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you understand the concept, Jay. He can't check your levels.